0: Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by TJS Ceramic Studio, Posh Boutique in the Bridges at Fifty Seven, The Sky and Tea, Excel Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffitt Entertainment, and the Sioux Falls Arts Council. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Thank you, Zach Dresh,
1: for that amazing introduction. Just eight days before your birthday, but don't worry, my friend, already have your gift. The gift that just keeps giving, though, is this show, now on episode 204. This week, we give you the chance to learn more about Dakota Academy of Performing Arts show, Percy Jackson, Lightning Thief. Next weekend, we'll hear from Rachel Witters, Noah Witters, and Lucas Shrek. Also next weekend, the broads are back. Julie Haddock is directing Broadcast Theater's production of The Deer and the Antelope Play, but first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, AKA Weekend Eve.
2: Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here.
1: So long hump day and your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday, so a day early, we start the party. Whatever you may be drinking, whatever you may be drinking it out of, is going to be dependent partly on when you happen to be listening to the show. But in the meantime, we want to bring to you the weekend eve toast in this week. Salute, raise them high to... Dakota News Now and their latest local programming with the 9 a.m. hour on KSFY. Bailey Peterson, Eldeca, and Aaron Doudna provide news and weather along with plenty of time for featuring local arts and entertainment events. Just yesterday morning, Emily Wilson and I were interviewed by Bailey to promote next week's The Vaughty's Magic Mayhem Music Show in Corson. Just before us, they spoke with local singer-songwriter Ben Gertner, who has appeared on this show, about being in next week's Live and Local series at the Washington Pavilion. So cheers to you, Dakota News Now. The Weekend Eve Toast is brought to you by The Sky in Tea. The Sky provides all caps FUN, THAT IS HAD, and BEST HAD with friends. Have fun playing darts or shooting pool. Have fun listening to great live music from local musicians. Have fun singing at karaoke? You need some extra room cuz you're holding a company party or a benefit? The Sky's back room fits the bill. No matter what's going on at The Sky, it's local and it's lively. What over the past week made Dave laugh, guffaw, chuckle, chortle, giggle, smile, or maybe even shed a tear of joy? The Double Cheeseburger at Chasers Monday night prior to hosting Trivia. It's not on the menu, but they'll make it if you ask for it. Delicioso. A mouthful, that's for sure. Was just as good as a leftover the next day. Had about a quarter of it left. Thanks, Chase, for giving us great food and fun times. By the way, this coming Monday night, we'll play Wild Card Trivia at 7 p.m. Coming up later in the show, we hear from Julie Haddock. Up next, Dapper's Rachel Witters, Noah Witters, and Lucas Shrek on the Dave Holly Hour.
0: Check out the new Ceramics Studio in Sioux Falls, conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on Fifth Street. TJS Ceramics inside Oscar's Mini Storage. We have thousands of classic vintage ceramic mold items and several new items too. TJS Ceramics offers classes, special open studio nights, and completed, ready to purchase items. Bisque, Studio time or painting parties are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in person today or email Ceramics at gmail.com for more details.
1: Broadcast Theater presents The Deer and the Antelope Play. Friday, November 17th, Saturday the 18th at the History Club of Sioux Falls. Shows both nights at 7. It's a story of an East Texas family. A mother, daughter, and grandmother who face tragedy and assorted misfortunes head on with the help of a strange young woman, a possible ex-hooker, who defines herself as one who drinks from the well of life in big gulps. Tickets only $20, available on Eventbrite or at the door. Are you an
3: artist? Need some funding to further your art? There's a great opportunity for you through a Sioux Falls Arts Council program. The Artist Microgrant program gives away several
1: microgrants to local artists, no matter what art discipline you're in. Unlike more traditional
3: grants, a microgrant is very easy to apply for. Go to artssouefalls.org. If you haven't done so yet, create a listing on the artist directory, which is beneficial in its own way. Then go to the Artist Microgrants page
1: and apply online. The process is simple. Find out more about the Sioux Falls Arts Council as well online at artssouefalls.org.
4: connected he's the entertainment reporter for sioux falls here's
0: dave holly
1: welcome back everybody oh, oh yeah you know what's coming out of my mouth first it's that traditional saying for every segment known as it's always a pleasure to talk sioux empire arts and entertainment and you know for me it's always a pleasure to have new guests and that is the case for all three of them Now, one of the things we're talking about, not new to this show at all, Dakota Academy of Performing Arts, better known as DAPA, they have a production coming up next weekend, November 16th through the 19th, and it's Percy Jackson's Lightning Thief.
5: Yeah, it's already sounding (laughs) intriguing. Mm
1: -hmm. All right, and we have uh, Rachel Winters, who is the stage manager of the show. And many of you might know her, having seen her in credits for many other stage managers. Uh, Also, she is uh, quite the photographer. In fact, if you recall, the uh, Matt D. And Dave Holly set that we showed you uh, back on Facebook oh, over a year ago, probably close to two now, isn't it, Rachel? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, she took all of those. And the first thing she said when she gets into this studio is, why don't we take pictures in here?
4: <laughs> so <laughs> guess what?
1: I think we've got a date coming. I think so, too. <laughs> and then also joining us is Mr. Lucas Shrek, who you get to play a character named Luke. Yes. It's, wow, is that so nice? difficult? Yeah, <laughs> when you don't have to worry about your name. Mm. Who am I? That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Noah Winters is Percy Jackson. How yes. are you, Noah? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you for asking. All right. So, uh, give us a little bit of a, a rundown on this show, then, Rachel.
4: Um, it is a. Dapper Production, it's one of our older kid productions. So there's 31 castmates, and I think we have eight uh, student technicians that will be running everything during the show. So all the lights, all the sound, everything backstage. Um, this group of kids is phenomenal. When people come, they are going to be just in awe of how amazing they all sound and they work together. So it's been a really, really great show to work on.
1: You know, when I tell people that uh, I go to a lot of DAPA shows, they're like... you don't have kids and your grandkids are you know over an hour away it's like uh yeah you want to go to this a to support the arts b to support youth in the arts also to see the fact that uh, you know in a couple of years these people will be in premier playhouse they'll maybe be at corson they'll maybe down be down at uh, worthing and i think that's been one of the greatest things to watch is how dapa has grown and progressed you know because you mentioned that you know this is one of the older kids shows mm-hmm. uh because when i worked with dapa hmm, 20 years ago i think it was. Um, I was helping out with the Place for Living. Oh, yeah. And I understand you still have those, Mm -hmm. but, you know, there wasn't this. uh, We had this age group, but they were doing the Place for Living, and there wasn't this big production. And now all of a sudden, you know, you you move up, Mm -hmm. and you've got the bigger productions, and like you said, you've got kids involved in the tech side of it, too.
4: Yeah, which has been a really fun addition, and we've kind of grown that over the last couple of years, adding in um, Chad with the DAPA team. Um, so it's been fun to you know be able to teach them how to run the the mics and the the sound mm-hmm. and the music and things like that. And and we have a student stage manager that will be calling the show. So once productions come, I just kind of sit back and watch <laughs> these kids just rock it on stage. You're gonna
1: sit there with the script and just flip and flip. Yeah, yeah, they did that. We're good. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Lucas. Uh, Tell me about your character, Luke. Yeah, so I
2: play Luke, as you said, and he's actually the son of Hermes, who's the Greek messenger god. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, Luke is a camp counselor at the Half-Blood camp that Percy Jackson attends. And it's for all these kids that have one parent that's a Greek god and just one human parent. So he kind of knows his way around and helps percy mm-hmm. and
1: yeah have you read any of the percy jackson or gone to any of the percy jackson movies at all um it's to, funny doing this well um, my mom was actually a
2: librarian, so I remember for Christmas one year, I got the set of all the books, uh-huh. but um, it was unfortunate because in the middle of reading the first book, I actually lost it. <laughs> so now <laughs> in my room, I have this, I have the second, third and fourth book. No first book. Waiting to so, be read Yes, <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so, but I, I've seen the movies, which I know are completely different from the the books, but yeah, i I know my fair share, especially having go on month two and a half of this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I know my way around
1: now. Um, yeah. So my question is, have you told the librarian that the book is missing and is there a fine? You
2: know, I I haven't told her. I think I oh, just my. nod and smile when she asks uh-huh. how it was. Cause <laughs> you... it's, it's been a...
1: A good five years. You realize uh, once this uh, episode comes out, perhaps mom might be listening. Mm, I'm so sorry. She's retired now. It's it's okay. okay. (laughs) All right. I was thinking, oh gosh, is it a quarter a week? What what do they charge now? Anyway. that's a good $200 for that book. All right. Mr. Percy Jackson himself, Noah Winters, how
5: do you approach a big name like this? Um, I mean, it's pretty difficult because yeah, I have to live up to the name, you know, and I have to, I have to take what's from the books and also make my own. I have never read the books, if I'm being honest, but mm-hmm. I from the, doing the show a bunch, it really has helped me like figure out what it's about, and I've just done research about the character himself and just like to see what he does in the books and how I can make that my own, basically. So it's still giving back to the books in a sense, but. Yeah, it's it's been really fun with working with all the cast and everybody like it's I get a bunch of feedback from the cast or like not feedback but how they act makes me a better actor by what they do right. cuz it just helps me with what I'm doing on stage. Right. I guess. You know, the yeah. one
1: key is always making sure that uh, when you're on stage and acting, isn't that you're remembering your own lines, it's uh, reacting mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, being able to be a good listener. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Rachel, uh, this is a big cast, 31. Uh, and that's, you know, another thing that obviously DAPA continues to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it like at a rehearsal when you have the full cast there?
4: Well with this show specifically We've had the full cast there for almost every rehearsal Mm. There's maybe been just a handful Where it's been you know Just a few characters um, so there, I mean, there's moments they're teenagers. There's moments that we have to, you know, remind them that we're here to work. And Wrangle, we, you know, yep, 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 to rein them back in. Um, but it's been it's been really great to have the smaller cast because I feel like we're all and to be there for every rehearsal because I feel like we're all getting really really close and it's becoming you know kind of a little tight knit community. Um, and they, it's been fun to watch it grow and progress throughout the last few months.
1: What is it like taking a um, a play such as this and and transforming it from what everybody knows, making sure, as uh, Noah pointed out, that you know his character he he obviously researches it but wants it to be his own. How does it become a DAPA production?
4: It's been a lot of fun to kind of have read the book, um, watched the movie, and now saw what we've created so far with the musical. Mm. Um, but hearing the different, the little pieces maybe that are in the musical that we don't, that we touch on, but are really, really t- described in the book. So it's been fun to kind of bring those pieces to life into this musical. Our set is very, very bare bones, um, which mm. I think will surprise a lot of people. Yeah. We use the kids more as, to kind of bring this story to life. So it's a very imaginative feel. Um, but we've done a lot of fun little theater tricks. Um, Percy Jackson specifically has a pen that he's given at one point that maybe is more than a pen. And we've uh-huh. been able to take and create that into something that I don't think people are going to expect this mm-hmm. with this Specific production, yeah. so um, so that'll be fun to get to see everybody's reactions to all right. how we've interpreted. Okay,
1: so all of it. so kind of a bare minimums on mm-hmm. on the uh, scenes itself or on the stage, uh, but uh, what about uh, costuming and so forth?
4: The costumes are p- going to be pretty. Um, I'd say they're they're what people will expect. Okay, um, you know they it's. It, they're all campers, so they all kind of have a camp T-shirt. Uh-huh. Um, they do go down to uh, the underworld at a certain point, and so those costumes might be a little bit more flashy and mm-hmm. exciting. Um, so, yeah, the costumes and the talent that's on the stage, are we don't need a set because mm-hmm. of those two items. Right. So
1: Yeah, that always makes a huge difference, mm-hmm. too. All right, uh, so Mr. Shrek... <laughs> Uh, I, I just have to throw this in here that I have interviewed your father yes. years ago. Goodness gracious! <laughs> mm-hmm. So i it's come full circle. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been with DAPA? Um. So this
2: spring will actually be going on my tenth year. Wow. And yeah, so I'll be eight, or I am eighteen, but mm-hmm. it'll be my last shows with them since the third grade. And it it was actually Noah who got me into it because um, we went to the same the same elementary school and he invited me to do the jungle book with him in the summer. So I've been doing it, uh, like four times a year since. So it's kind of just second nature now. No doubt. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, you where will you be going to college? Um, I'm right now I'm looking in Denver, Colorado. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to be doing theater, but I know I always want to do stuff with music. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been looking into like music business programs, which I didn't even know was a possibility, but I know it's, it's crazy because well, even last year when we had our final like award ceremony for DAPA, all the seniors were going these crazy different places with totally just cool majors and everything that I don't know. It was kind of a reality, a reality check. Right. Um, but I know there was someone going into neurosurgeon, and like a film and screenwriting and all of that so it's i it, i just love that everyone that does dapa we're not all i there are people that go into theater but it's so much more too
1: true mm-hmm. but if the opportunity to act in something in denver comes along oh absolutely take it?
2: yeah yeah <laughs> i i always want to be as creative as i can and i don't think i Would be able to just stop cold turkey after 10 years. (laughs)
1: Mm. Uh, So, what uh, besides, you know, maybe going into the music uh, business uh, on a music uh, business? Degree mm-hmm. type thing and so forth. What else do you see for yourself then? You know, after after you've gone through school, and mm-hmm. you've got your degree, you're doing what you actually went to uh, school f- for. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the, you know like community theaters, mm-hmm. things along that line? Will it always still be that uh, drive that you have mm-hmm. right now? Well, I- I'm I'm
2: very ambitious because I know. That's <laughs> why growing... well, you're so skinny too.
1: Apparently.
2: Take a look at me. No, no, no. <laughs> one play this year that's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> well yeah well growing up I always um, I've always told people that my dream job is being famous <laughs> so okay it's, again it's that reality check I think um, actually having to sit down and do college applications instead of um, getting my big break is I don't know it's it's hard but I know I don't know I've the goal is to be doing something I love and whether it's singing for my career or acting and like whether it's film or on the stage I I know I just want to do something like that and I don't know I don't think I could sit down at a desk for my job.
1: All right, so Noah got you hooked into this.
2: Yeah, it's your <laughs> fault. <Yeah. laughs>
1: what what's, what's your favorite part of it? What uh, what once you started acting going I got to do this.
2: You know, I I think it's just the the um, immortality of it, I guess that might be a little extreme a word, but just I love that it happens and then it's done. Um, whether it's because I I've, I've been rehearsing for song so and I am tired of it, or if it's just I you can't replicate it. Like right. even if I've repeated yeah. shows sometimes, but it's it's completely different dynamic. Um, never the same people. It's and I think it's just really special that you you would spend all your time on it and then you get your flowers for it and then it's kind of just that memory even if there right. is a recording of it yeah. it's, it's not the same but I love that it's just so in the moment Yeah, mm.
1: that's great
5: alright mm. Noah what
1: got you into DAPA
5: Oh, what got me into that, but I got a Christmas present or birthday present.
4: Probably birthday.
5: Birthday present, and it was Uh to be in one of the summer camps. It was 101 Dalmatians. And then I did it, and then I got Roger, and I just had the time of my life, so I was like, I guess I'll just keep doing this until I get out of high school and whatever for the rest of my life, I guess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What do you enjoy most about being on stage?
5: Um, What I enjoy the most is probably just the community for me because like yeah of course like everything on stage is fun but it's also about behind the scenes and like mm. everything that goes into it like it wouldn't be the same if i was just like with people from school it's like the people at dapper and everywhere else that i've done theater they're just like so kind and it's just like a different type of group of people that just your regular normal day people you know
1: Theater becomes a family. Yeah. 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 There's no doubt about yeah. that. And, you know, it's that great. Um, my wife always liked to say that uh, you make your own family. And yeah. <laughs> I think theater is 100% on that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've got family members and then you've got uh, the people that you I like to call family. Mm-hmm. you know, because they're friends have become family. Yeah. And, and it's uh, such a great thing there. And, and the different uh, ties that come in and so forth, uh, like Rachel... How many different things have you been involved with, between uh, you know doing the photography for shows and uh, being? Uh, backstage and whatever
4: oh man I've I've pretty much been a part of every little piece of it except for directing and choreographing mm-hmm. those are two things that I <laughs> I could maybe direct someday but I could never choreograph or music direct I can't do that either
1: but see that um, that's a great point then though. Yep. but you know the people that do
4: yep yep exactly yeah. exactly but I've done every other part of it I yeah. stage have managed and been an actor and mm. just helped with tech and done the photography and you know done all that so yeah.
1: What's most enjoyable for you?
4: Oh, the people, and and I I I would agree with Luke. I love that. Any show that you go to, whether it's you're on Broadway watching a show or you're here, you know, watching a Dapper production, um, nobody else in the entire world will ever get the experience that you get. Um, And then the next the next performance that you go to, whether it's the next night or months later, that's going to be also its own thing. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's somebody drops a line or something crazy happens on stage, you know, like you're never going to get that that moment again. So
1: well, and and just the audience being different to each time. Yep. That can make a huge difference, yep. you know, if it's a, a laugh line that, that doesn't go. <laughs> yeah, or, exactly. uh, or one where they've uh, come in a happy mood, and they, you can tell it. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> you know, that uh, opening night crowd versus... <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> All right, so tell us more about uh, what people can expect from you, Luke, as, as you play Luke. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's definitely not...
2: Um, I wouldn't say a a normal production, you know, it's it is you're dipping into the world of these Greek gods and mythical creatures and everything. And yeah, like Rachel said, it's without our with the actors making up all the elements and stuff, it's it's more like. Family they'll come and see maybe they know someone in the show. It's not just that character like I don't I'm not only Luke But I'm also a statue at some part. I am a caveman. I'm a student in a museum, you know, it's it's You're almost seeing people on stage the whole time and I don't know it feels it It adds to like the personality of it and yeah, it's it's definitely something you haven't seen or will see anywhere else So
1: all right no, well, the same question. Playing Percy Jackson, what can people expect when they come to this?
5: Uh, I'd say, like, a lot of what Luke said. It's definitely not what you're going to expect. Because, especially from being the age that we are, and, like, some of them are just, like, in middle school, and they the talent that they have is just above, like, anything else that you'll see. And, yeah, it's definitely a lot different than you would think it is and there's a bunch of different plot twists and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff that happens throughout the show that you won't be expecting so definitely not one to miss
1: well the uh the founder of dapa sarah crosby uh and i've known her ever since she came to town and i remember one of the first things she told me was that the kids in sioux falls are just as talented as kids in los angeles chicago or new york they just haven't had opportunities Mm -hmm. and we're going to give them opportunities and uh, i think that's been such a great thing from the start and because you know before dapa uh if someone had majored in theater at usf or augie um and they graduated, it was time to say, oh, goodbye, uh, good luck, oh, hope you get something while you're out there. Mm-hmm. And now people can stay around because there's so much to do yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just been great to see how the arts in general have flourished, how DAPA has grown, and uh, how young people such as yourself are are into this. Mm-hmm. Not just, oh, my folks want me to be in a play. <laughs> yeah. It's not that, or I had to be in something uh, for an extracurricular activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, it's the desire, it's the drive. And uh, even though you're youth, it's your professionalism, too. And uh, Rachel, I I would bet that you see that come through. And when it's happening, especially as uh, rehearsals progress, you get a big smile.
4: Oh, for sure. For sure. It's a lot of fun, you know, when you you're running the show and you realize that you didn't have to, you know, yell at anybody to be quiet backstage. (laughs) I mean, we still have to do that every now and then, especially if there's younger kids in the show. But this cast specifically, I mean, we don't you know, we don't have those issues Mm -hmm. and the kids, they bring it the second they stand on stage. They're those characters and they're bringing the story to life and telling it in their way. And it's super fun.
1: All right. Well, I always like to uh, end with uh, the same two questions uh, with each guest. Uh how you answer the first question might mean we don't need to answer the second. Uh but to, we'll start with you, Lucas Shrek. When you're not involved in the arts and entertainment, what do you like to be entertained by?
2: Oh gosh. Um I would say my family, you know, I have I have four siblings and two of the goofiest parents ever. <laughs> and I just i there's never a dull moment and they're the ones that encourage me to keep doing the stuff that I love. And I, I love going home. I love going to DAPA to do everything. So mm-hmm. what about hobbies? Um, I love everything creative. Um, I love, um, uh, whether it's like drawing or painting, mm-hmm. I, I've gotten into pickleball recently. Oh my goodness! Yep. Mm-hmm. You could say I'm a, a pro at that. <laughs> um, that's about as athletic as I get, though. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I, I'm, this is kind of a a cheat, but I, I love all sides of theater too. Whether it's not just right. acting, like I, this last summer, I directed my first show, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. So I love just. Even if I have narrow hobbies, I love expanding on them and
1: finding other things with them. Fantastic! All right, Noah Winters. How about you? When you're not uh, entertaining others, what do you like to be entertained by?
5: Um. Well, I like hanging out with my friends a lot, as many people do, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. um, also my friend got me into soccer, and so like I've been getting a lot of jerseys. Probably spent a little too much on them, <laughs> but I uh, and I you just like
1: something from uh, AFC Richmond.
5: Oh no, I haven't. No gotten Ted anything. Lasso. No, stuff? no Ted Lasso yet, oh. but it's on the list. <laughs> I have so. twelve
1: different pairs of Ted Lasso socks. <laughs> <Gosh>.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but whether it's like watching it or I've been uh, last spring, I played with my friend and his twin brother in the spring for season, so that was fun, and we won the league, so that was pretty good. awesome. Yeah, yeah, and but I just like playing video games too. Just yeah. Okay. Any other hobbies? Um. Not really. I don't really do much, but...
1: Um. <laughs> well, you're busy enough the way it sounds. Yeah, yeah. All right, Rachel, who I've been waiting for years, literally, uh- <laughs> to have on this show. <laughs> How about you?
4: Um, I really enjoy my family as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have three very involved kids. So if I'm not at the theater, I'm probably at a band concert or, a, mm-hmm. you know, indoor uh, percussion competition or mm-hmm. cross-country meet. So, Yeah definitely my kids yeah, they
1: they keep it going that's they do. for sure any they other do. hobbies then
4: um i really love to play board games really yes what's
1: your, what's your go to
4: um probably my favorite during this is a COVID? Yes. Yeah, during COVID. Um, we had a, a cu- another couple friend and we played the Pandemic Legacy set, um, which, you know, is very distasteful <laughs> and I apologize to everyone. But it was it was very, very uh, fun. So my. It's kind of a progressive board game that you continue to add rules okay. and stickers to. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah. Board games. Anything yep. else? Board games. No, I feel like I'm always at a theater, so yeah. and that's that's my it, passion. Yeah,
1: it is, you know, and that's what this show is about is uh, talking. My passion is is talking to people about their passions, mm. uh, and uh, I guess we're going to be doing it for a while because we're over two hundred episodes, and mm. I've still got right now uh, about fifty people on a list, <laughs> and at two guests per week, that's another twenty five weeks. So yeah, Beautiful. <laughs> I, you, you got this, Dave. And then in the meantime, I'll meet other people mm-hmm. and go, oh wow, kind exponential. Of yeah. 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 So I, I think we'll do it for maybe a couple more episodes then we'll keep listening all right dapa percy jackson's lightning thief is coming up november 16th through the 19th presented by dakota academy of performing arts better known as dapa or at least abbreviatedly known as dapa and november 16th through the 19th you can get your tickets at com. All right. Well, thank you all three for being on the show. Appreciate you giving up your time, and uh, for two of you, break legs, Rachel. I hope you just get there and go, "Oh, this is a great show," because <laughs> the kids are all taking care of their stuff. I'm good. I will. <laughs> all I will. right. I'll enjoy. All right. Thanks again. Thank we'll you. be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment.
4: Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitts right.
0: m-o-f-f-i-t-t or call 605-929-0964
3: didn't like here he is dave holly
1: welcome back everybody oh sure let's just say it all together It's always a pleasure to talk Sue Empire Arts and Entertainment. It's been a while since she's been on the show, but she returns. She is one of the broads of Broadcast Theatre. Julie Haddock, how are you?
3: I'm great, Dave. Thank you. It's so good to see you again. Good to
1: see you and uh, be seeing you next week.
3: Yes. Yes.
1: Uh, Well, first of all, let's talk about uh, just a small feature in the fact that you, as Broadcast Theatre... Uh, are a sponsor of the Vaudis show, which will be Thursday night. And then you guys have shows on Friday and Saturday night.
3: That's correct.
1: Oh, I tell you what, it's just a perfect way to do it. Go out Thursday night to the Vaudis, Friday or Saturday, take you guys in. And I am really excited about this. The Deer and the Antelope Play yes all right tell us about this particular production that you're going to have
3: (laughs) well you'd think it was a western yeah but it's not okay (laughs) um the deer and the antelope play is a play about four women um about women supporting each other Mm -hmm. about family um about looking at life and taking advantage of every moment of it drinking life to the dregs so to speak um Year in the Antelope is about a mother and daughter. Um, The daughter is a young adult and then the grandmother, who are now living together because of a house fire uh, that happened in the mother and daughter's house. So they've moved in and there's some question about how the fire originated that centers around the daughter and her mental health. And into the mix comes a Character. <laughs> a woman a stranger. <laughs> yes, a woman comes in to live with them as a renter boarder. And she's, as I said, a character who drinks life to the dregs. Okay. Every moment she grabs on to. Um, she has an out-of-the-ordinary job, <laughs> which yeah. um is interesting to the grandmother in the situation. And so the whole thing plays out um, as these personalities bounce off each other, work through these issues and have loving poignant funny moments Mm -hmm. it's hilarious you wouldn't think so about a show that involves mental illness but it is and as a person who has experienced mental illness myself and Mm -hmm. in family and friends and in my work environment as a nurse i think that humor is key in getting through some of these times yeah, so. laughter
1: is the best medicine, oh, as I say so often. Uh, and uh, it brings up a great. My point in the way that mental health is finally coming to the forefront mm-hmm. in the way it should have always been. Yes. Uh, because you know, I, I like that slogan of mental health is health.
3: It is. Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, sometimes because people think that somebody, Oh, quote unquote went crazy.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, well, you ever thought that maybe the chemicals in their body aren't, uh, working together the way they should, and maybe something simple will help them out.
3: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, they shouldn't be shamed, right? Because this is happening. So, and unfortunately, throughout history, that has been the case. It's mm-hmm. been you're an outsider, you're shameful. Um, we don't want to include you. And with just the right change in the mix of those chemicals, you know, with whatever treatment that takes, mm-hmm. it's a huge change, right? And. A person can live a full life and manage those symptoms. So I'm I'm a case in point. Yeah. So.
1: And uh, it, it's wonderful, like I said, to see that that come to the forefront. But it's even better when a group such as yours takes on the task of telling those stories. And it, it sounds like this, besides being hilarious, is also going to make people go, Yeah. Should really be, you know, more attentive to people. Yes. In that regard, mm-hmm. and uh, kinder in mm-hmm. that regard as well. Uh, so, tell us about the cast in this—not the characters uh, themselves, but the local people that are playing those characters.
3: Well, I've got four wonderful actresses mm-hmm. that you have seen in several places yes. in town. Here, <laughs> um, I started uh, by casting uh, Grace Jeldon. Yeah. Who I think, you know.
1: Yes, was just on the program. Yep.
3: And was in the premier premieres last year. She's been Mm -hmm. in several Corson shows uh, at Long Last Leo, I think was one of them. She was just uh, one of the eels in The Little Mermaid and was amazing. Um, She's a triple threat. She sings, she dances, she acts. And I loved her work. And when I read this play... And decided it was something I wanted to move forward with, I thought of her. And so I got a hold of her, and she agreed. And then I went on through the, from there. And Grace is amazing in this role.
1: Looking so, forward to that, because yeah. I, I admire her work a lot. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's go down the list then. Who's and next?
3: The grandmother is okay. played by uh, Brenda Ludens. Who,
1: oh, my.
3: Yeah. She's newer to theater in the yes. area, which I love about her because I didn't start with any sort of theater aspirations or abilities until I was fifty. Okay. So.
1: Because uh, I've known Brenda a long time, oh, we just have? got reacquainted uh, about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hosting trivia out of Chasers, and oh. all of a sudden she comes up. She says, "David," I said, "Yeah." She says, it's Brenda Loombs. It's like, wow. <laughs> I hadn't seen her in years. And she was talking about the fact mm-hmm. that she wanted to get into things. And she's kind of gone full bore since. Yes. Yeah.
3: Well, I know she was in the ensemble for Cinderella. Yeah. And she can dance.
1: Yes, she can. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so uh, she can also sing. I know. Mm. She's
3: a triple threat Another. also.
1: Yeah. See, you're going with mm-hmm. the, the aces here. Mm-hmm. That's for sure.
3: And you have got to see her act yeah in this role she just gives me goosebumps
1: oh wow Um,
3: yeah and and what's funny is when i read the play i saw her character eleanor in one way and when she read Mm -hmm. for the character it completely changed really what this character was what her personality was Uh and i love it it's perfect all right. So, I'm just thrilled.
1: Well, who fills out the rest of this uh, playing hand? I mean, we've only got four cards, but
3: yep. the next one is the mother role and that's Rose Reed. Oh, yeah. Who is in everything this year.
4: <laughs> she's she's doing our play right now and uh-huh. so she
3: comes to rehearsal and then she heads out to Corson yeah. for the second half of the night to rehearse for their show and she was also just cast in the monstrous little theater company show, and it escapes me what the name of it oh, is right now. Right, I,
1: I, I saw the uh, audition call. Yep. Yeah.
3: So, so that's exciting. Yep. Wow. She's she's just in everything right now, and she actually just finished the play in Worthing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so she's, she's she's been to all of them mm-hmm, yep, <laughs> she's done she's, the circuit exactly yeah. <laughs>
3: so and she is also amazing and she's so professional you she has been so much help to me as someone who has never directed right. or produced a show in any capacity usually i just show up and say my lines are mm-hmm. same and she can look at the room and say okay well it should probably go this way and we'll put that over here and set this prop over here and she remembers it all without Mm. writing it down, which is tremendously helpful for me because I can write it down and still forget. (laughs) I've got a
1: calendar and I've got a calendar on the wall and I've got my electronic calendar Mm -hmm. and I still forget things. Yep. Yeah,
3: exactly.
1: (laughs) But Rose is very professional and she's, that has to be a a great relief to you. Oh, it is. Uh, Well, first of all, anybody that is Mm -hmm. in this cast that you brought up is going to be a great, they're going to give it, uh, you know, they will come with the Mm -hmm. A game. Oh, regardless absolutely uh, but to have somebody like rose on there mm-hmm. like you said that can help you out in terms of well you know in terms of the blocking uh, and things along that line that's got to be yes. a great weight off your shoulder
3: it is and honestly i hadn't thought of this before but honestly she is my default assistant director oh, i would say true because yeah. she's who i bounce it off if uh-huh. i'm not sure so yeah, I'm so just really thrilled that she's with us. All right. And then rounding out the cast yes. is Valerie Ahrens.
1: Oh love her.
3: Yes, I love her too. She is just vivacious and just yeah. full of life. And her character that she plays is as well. And it's she just embodies her. Um, she is newer to the theater scene in the mm-hmm. last year or two, but has been a performer forever. Yes, she has. She spent, I believe, five years as the lead vocalist for, for the band rewind. Rewinder.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, she was involved with the Rainbow Chorus for a little mm-hmm. while and then has gotten involved with the Premier Playhouse. She was in the Premier Premieres with you yep. last year and um, was in Greece yes. as well. So, and she and I um, went head to head trying to get the role of ursula in the little mermaid really yeah so that was fun she was awesome (laughs) and neither one of us got it yeah but it was still a blast the whole process so i just love her um she she just brings the right warmth to the character Mm -hmm. the right little bit of i don't know if the word is spaciness but that just little bit of off kilter way of thinking to the character so yeah she's amazing
1: all right. So you mentioned that uh, you bounce things off a of rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, what about the actors themselves? Do they come to you? And uh, when they've set a line and it just didn't feel good, will they say, can I change this? Or you know, do they come up with ideas as well that uh, do come into the actual performance?
3: They do. Um, mm-hmm. Some are shyer than the others about it. And I think some of that might be experience or youth or whatever, but they're all, if I ask them, they're absolutely willing to put in their input, but yes, they'll say to me, you know, I'm not sure if my character would say it this way. Should I do it this way? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like this phrase. Are you sure we have to use it this way? And we'll have a discussion. So I, As a new director, I am 100 percent open to the input of the experience and the expertise of my actors, because they're the ones that have to go out and do it. And they're the ones that have to feel the connection to the character and the story. So, yeah, it's been a great collaboration.
1: What made you jump into director? I'm not
3: sure. (laughs) I don't I don't have a clear answer for that. I will say that I I can sometimes like to run the show a little bit too much, maybe. And I guess I wanted to just try something different and to be quite honest where I didn't have to learn any lines. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, I just I decided I wanted I liked this this show. The other broads, it wasn't at the top of their list Mm -hmm. to be involved in. And. I just decided if I want to move forward with this, I'll just direct it. I won't be in it, and we'll give it a try and yeah. see what happens. And it's very clear I'm a novice every day when I look at my to-do list and what I have done and should have done and haven't. So,
1: <laughs> Well, besides actually directing in terms of you know working with the cast and doing the blocking and so forth, uh, you're kind of uh, uh, master of the whole thing, aren't you? you've you've become a producer you do sound lights props
3: it it would appear so (laughs) that wasn't necessarily what i was expecting but i should have (laughs) i just sort of stepped into it and as i went along my um overly detailed brain would decide well we need this prop and we need that desk and you know we need to have that piece of furniture and quite honestly i can't borrow it so i think i'll just buy one and use it in my house somewhere afterwards (laughs) that's the way this has been going so
1: (laughs) this couch brought to you by exactly (laughs) the deer and the antelope play Mm -hmm. exactly
3: (laughs) and yes yeah
1: all right well uh, before we uh, move on and and talk more about this as well as uh, broadcast theater and uh, your background and so forth uh let's tell people when it is again, and how they can get tickets, and where they need to go.
3: Well, the Deer and the Antelope play is on Friday and Saturday night next week, the 17th and 18th at 7 p.m. Tickets are uh, 20 bucks. You can get them on Eventbrite or you can get them at the door. Um, it's going to be at the History Club of Sioux Falls, and it is kind of a little secret in Sioux Falls. Yes, it is. People don't know that it's there. Um, it is at 758 South Phillips, which is very close to downtown. Mm-hmm. So if you are at 14th and Phillips and continue away from the downtown area, it's just a few blocks up that street on the left among residential yeah. properties. And it looks like a little house. It
1: does. But
3: it never was.
1: No, and it's, it's mm-hmm. long.
3: It is long. It is <laughs> long you see that, narrow. It's
1: like how can they have a stage in mm-hmm. that? And but and there's plenty of room. Yeah,
3: it's a full-on event room with a stage and curtain um, that can be set up several different ways with tables, without, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's a great little space. We've used it. We used it last year for Irma bombeck and we've also done some bits of broadly speaking there mm-hmm. uh, a couple years ago for their witches tea that they have every fall. So it's it's a darling little place.
1: And how do we get tickets?
3: Um, you can go to Eventbrite, uh, you mentioned. Eventbrite, or you can get tickets at the door. Go to our Facebook page for okay. Broadcast Theater. Um, there are links there as well.
1: Yeah, excellent. And, uh, you know, broadcast is one of those that has come along. I, I talk so often that I, I don't mean to uh, just be repeating myself continually on this show. But uh, having lived the majority of my life uh not in Sioux Falls per se, but at least in the area and coming to Sioux Falls Mm -hmm. all the time. And I've been here 25 years now as a resident, but I recall, you know, first of all, when I first got to drive and drive to Sioux Falls, Mm -hmm. the population was 68,000. Now we're over 200,000, 208, I I believe. And to watch the arts and entertainment scene grow as well has just been phenomenal, you know, because uh, back then when I was a kid, you know, uh, I think you could uh, go to the symphony mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you could go to the state theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you might find something else on occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, uh, in fact, we were talking about this before we started our conversation for the recording of this. Um, you know, if you if you're planning something, You might as well just get out a huge calendar and one dart and throw that dart and stick to that date.
3: You're absolutely right. Because
1: we're on Thursday night. You guys are on Friday and Saturday. There's DAPA next weekend. Mm -hmm. There's also improv next weekend. There's uh, a show going on at Augie, Uh, Reindeer, Mm -hmm. uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And uh, I know I'm forgetting something else. And, And they're all next weekend. Yes. And I, I think a majority of us kind of took a a look at the calendar and we'd already laid out, okay, when's premiere premieres? Uh, when's Corson? When's Worthing?
3: Exactly.
1: Uh, when's Good Night? Yep uh and uh, and all those else and you just kind of go oh hey finally look there's a spot for Mm -hmm. us (laughs) and still four or five events going on at that time yeah but uh we we always try to encourage people to get to as many as they can Mm -hmm. and uh, obviously i'm gonna say well thursday night go to vaude's and uh friday or saturday night go to broadcast theater because Mm -hmm. you guys always put on such a a fun show uh yeah, you hit you. Uh, you you tackle uh, issues, you bring them out, but it's always a great show and greatly cast. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, when you were casting this, were you did you he- hold any auditions or was this, you know, hey, I, I see this person playing this part. I see this person.
3: Usually with us in our process, it mm-hmm. starts a little bit more as as you just said, um, we see people in right. local shows. We know people, and we think of them when we start casting, and we start there usually, and then move on to auditions right. if we can't if need. get enough. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it it tends to be that way. If we were doing a larger show, I think we'd probably hold open auditions. Right. But yeah, we just we just know so many people. However. I will say that one of our missions as broadcast theater is to um, give opportunities to female Mm -hmm. actors um, of a certain age. Right. Because that's how we started. We were all in Calendar Girls together back in 2017. And from there on, we noticed that there's maybe one show a year that has Mm -hmm. a couple of good, solid, middle-aged female roles. And 50-plus women show up to audition for those. So we mm-hmm. decided to create our own opportunities. And so that's been one of our missions. And we also like to give opportunities for actresses who maybe haven't, maybe are just starting out or haven't had a chance to be in a lead role. So we try to do a little bit of that as well. So, um, yeah, Brenda is new. Mm-hmm to the to the area new ish right as is valerie yeah so
1: yeah so it's it's a great way to incorporate uh so many things you know and I, i talk about repeating myself and so forth one thing we talk about almost every show is it's such a great collaboration not competition
3: exactly yeah
1: and you you find the right mixes and uh you know the other thing is You're an independent theater group, Mm -hmm. uh, and then you've got monstrous little theater Mm -hmm. and so forth. And, you know, the places that uh, now are available (laughs) for doing some performances. I remember, I think the first time I saw the broadcast theater was at uh, the book uh, co-op.
3: That's right. Our first show at the book co-op. And yeah. then we move to our wine bar, and yeah. then we've just kind of wherever we can get a spot. <laughs>
1: exactly, that's the tough part: getting mm-hmm. the spot and eat It really more. is. Yeah, it's a big part of producing a show, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll talk later about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, uh, as you mentioned, you know your your thoughts when you started broadcast, uh, and one of the, and I do say that word by word because that is your actual uh, name is mm-hmm. Broad cast theater yep. playing on the broad two
3: words. yep and
1: and you get to called quite often the broads yep. then we love that uh, exactly you guys have no problem with that
3: <laughs> no we put it in our titles for yep. shows
1: <laughs> uh, what's been the most fun being part of broadcast theater
3: oh boy there are so many things um i think just the camaraderie, the collaboration with Mm -hmm. all these things. Um, It really was fun to write our show, broadly speaking, another BS as a group and put that all together and hear each other's actual stories and then perform each other's stories because we don't necessarily perform our own. And so I love that. I love, I think my favorite thing to do is to create a show that has some of those meaty monologues that we've written ourselves and combine it with music because most of us like to sing Mm -hmm. we like musical theater as well so when we can combine those things to me it is the most fun i think probably the most fun show if i had to pick one Mm -hmm. that we did was the little black dress review oh
1: Excellent. So
3: it, it, it was just fun. I mean, it yeah. was a lot of rehearsal, a lot of hard work and coordination, but it was a blast. Okay.
1: Now, was that the first or one of the first?
3: The, well, let's see, that was last December. So that oh, probably yeah. was, it wasn't our first one that included music. Last fall, mm-hmm. we had our um, showcase that had a handful of songs in it as mm-hmm. well. So, but we're doing a little bit more of oh, that yeah. moving forward well, and, and I hope. see
1: that's the other thing is you, you are expanding mm-hmm. you know not just in, in terms of the way that uh, you cast and so forth but uh the the different places mm-hmm. uh that you perform and so forth you, you're getting it out there that's the best part oh,
3: absolutely and i have to give shout outs to nancy tapkin mm-hmm. um who was one of our broads who spent last year, she spent so much of her time marketing and creating opportunities for us. She directed the little black dress. Um, she directed Irma Bombeck. She directed the fall showcase. So I have to give a shout out to her and her incredible work and encouragement in that. And, and also Sue Martins who works for Kello, who gets us on the radio (laughs) (laughs) And, and she's amazing. So Yeah, I love the the broads that I work with. And
1: uh, everybody that goes to those shows loves them too. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this is uh, the only thing you have going on right now, but I'm sure that uh, once, you know, uh, the holidays are over, you'll probably start doing some brainstorming and we'll hear other things uh, and look forward to that. But again, uh, right now, the Deer and the Antelope play next Friday, Saturday, Seventeenth, eighteenth, at the Historical Club on South Phillips, and tickets are twenty bucks. You can go to f- your Facebook page mm-hmm. and, and Eventbrite. You can buy them online, or they are at the door as well. Uh, it uh, promises to be a, a great show, and I, I look forward to that so much. Uh, every time that there's something new, and uh, especially when it comes to the small theater groups that are getting together. And giving people opportunities. And I, I just love that fact. All right. So, the typical two questions you have asked, answered them before, but you know, our lives change. Uh, and uh, how you answer question number one might not require a second question then. So, number one, when you're not part of the arts and entertainment scene, what do you like to be entertained by?
3: Oh, I love musical theater. Ah. That's. That's my That's absolute the favorite. I, I do love comedy shows, but musical theater is number one. Definitely. Um, my son and I, Josh, went mm-hmm. to New York last, no, this, this past March. And I had planned to go to, I think, three shows in the six days we were there. That wasn't enough. We ended up going <laughs> to a show every night. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I, I just love it. I love musical theater.
1: All right. So you answered that. Now we do have to ask the next one. Then, any hobbies?
3: Well, um, this is my hobby. Mm-hmm. Really, I don't, I don't do needlework or crochet. I'm, I don't cook much. Um, so I would say that theater and thinking about ways that I can combine theater with my mental health background in nursing is what consumes my mind most of the time as far as hobbies now i have two grandchildren so i love spending time with them of course
1: that is a, uh, a you can always play that card mm-hmm. of why you can't make anything ah, oh got the grandkids mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> so and they just uh moved back to the area they were in vermilion while their dad was in law school for oh. three years Ooh. so so now they're they're in Brandon and going to the Brandon schools and they are eight and six. So oh, Good
1: ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Well, our granddaughter is moving into teenage years. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we love her. She's excellent. Uh, and then we have a uh, almost five year old grandson yeah. that really thinks that. Uh, grandpa being santa is is pretty cool yeah, yeah. that is pretty cool <laughs> all right Haddock, thank you so much and it's always a pleasure to see you and, and great to have you on the show again
3: thank you so much for having me it's really good to see you
1: all righty and we'll be back to wrap things up in just a moment ladies when it's time to give your nails some love get that extra special treatment from quality nails on south minnesota avenue in sioux falls manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails, call for an appointment, 605-334-1463.
3: Check out the new Ceramic Studio in Sioux Falls. Conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics inside Oscars Mini Storage. Bisque, studio time, painting parties, and finished items
5: are available. Visit TJS Ceramic Studio in Sioux Falls today.
0: He's jazzed to the eyeballs. Once again, here's Dave Hawley. Crikey, mate.
1: Thanks again to our guests, Rachel Winters, Noah Winters, and Lucas Shrek, and Julie Haddock. Most of all, thank you for listening, for those downloads, for sharing, following on social media, and the cups of coffee. If you haven't so far, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Now for all 204 episodes, go online, DaveHollyHour.com. As the Sioux Falls Arts Council says, "Together we art." As Arts South Dakota says, "Home is where the art is." As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember,
0: I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by TJS Ceramics Studio, Posh Boutique, The Sky and Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffett Entertainment, and the Sioux Falls Arts Council. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and click on the coffee cup icon. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show by following on Instagram and Facebook. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment.
1: Thanks for listening.